on today's Locked On Bama, stick around while Jimmy and I kick it. And if that joke doesn't make any sense, it bite in a minute. Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, if I didn't say that clearly enough earlier, and I'm not starting over. Built Bar, you'll love them. Go try one. They're delicious, they're nutritious, scrumptious. Built Bar. I'll talk about them in a minute. But, Jimmy, one thing we've been doing, uh, or you've been doing, we just started it yesterday, was your uh, roster countdown. You're kind of ranking the roster. Uh, you put Tony Mitchell at last. Uh yesterday because frankly we don't even know if he's going to be on the team so it's kind of hard to put him anywhere else so that's where we put him and now we're going to put one of alabama's kicker signees connor talty the most kicker sounding name that's ever kicked and uh we can talk a little bit about talty and talk a little bit about um, how it's going to be a nice smooth transition from will reichert who may be the best kicker in alabama history I don't think so, but some people may think so. And uh, then into Connor Tolte. We just stumbled into a whole show. Luke we did stumble into a whole show. So we who did, you got? You got uh, Bull of Us or somebody? I do. I have Bull of Us. How did you know? <laughs> uh, no, I've got um, – This random kicker I could come up with. Let me tell you, boy, it's a – we do want to talk Connor Tolte, but it's going to be tough to stretch that into a whole segment. So why not – just ask ourselves, who is the best kicker in Bama history? I mean, Michael Proctor, Philip Doyle. I'm I'm probably going Philip Doyle. I go by strictly everybody knows the number. I don't even have the numbers. I mean, I don't know. I just know that when I formed my opinion, it was based on numbers. And it surprises some people, but the most accurate kicker. In, in Alabama history, not counting Jeremy Shelley. Jeremy Shelley shouldn't count. Jeremy Shelley was a short yardage kicker. We used him in his career to kick extra points and short kicks, so he made virtually every kick, but we never asked him to make one like over 40 yards. So that's not that's not right in terms of like who's our best kicker of all time. Uh, the most accurate kicker in Alabama history, an Associated Press first-team All-American, Lee Tiffin. And uh, I, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. And you knew it was going to make me mad. That's because you're still mad about a kick he missed when he was a freshman. But when he was against he Arkansas, against Arkansas in 16. And it yeah. wasn't just one. Yeah, I think he might probably missed more than one when he was a freshman. Yeah, you know, freshmen, freshmen do that. That's what Coach Bryant famously said. There's only one thing good about freshmen, they become sophomores. Okay. So let's talk a little Connor Talty. Uh, just reintroduce us to him, Jimmy. Yeah, um, and, and one thing before we uh, – it sounds like we're insulting Connor putting him second to last. I, I don't intend to do that at all. Uh, I want to reiterate that this ranking roster, this is solely about the 2023 football team. This is not, okay, I'm going to tell you who the most talented kid on the team is, and then I'm going to tell you who the 87th least talented kid on the team. That's not what this ranking is. This ranking is about who is the best player on the team in 2023 this season. Therefore, because that's my approach, the kids that are all here on the tail end and the caboose, they're kids that I feel, in terms of a projection or a prediction, they're kids that are going to redshirt. 
because we're barely going to see them this fall. So I'm not, I'm not saying they're not getting good. What I'm saying is right now the kids at the low end of this ranking, these are the kids that I would consider the most likely to redshirt, okay, or, or, or down here near the bottom because we just won't see them in 2023. And Connor Talty is an excellent example of that because while I do think Talty is very likely our starting kicker in 2024, and I think he's going to be pretty good, guys. But we're not going to see him this fall. He can play up to four games. So I would imagine to give him – they're going to dip him into the waters a little bit, right? I mean, it only makes sense to, hey, if you can play him up to four games, uh, maybe uh, towards the end of the year when we play Chattanooga or maybe early in the year we play Middle Tennessee, uh, maybe you stick him out there for, for a, a short kick or some extra points uh, or let him kick off. Because uh, he can play up to four games, and and uh, and, and I suspect that we we should see. I mean, it would be I think a mistake. Because as you know, here I'm critical. Uh, it would be a mistake, Coach, if you don't play Connor Talty uh, in four games, if even just to kick some extra points. Let's not stick him out there in 2024 with him never have trotted out on the field. You can take advantage of the fact that he can kick in up to four games. So. Um, I think uh, uh, we're going to see Talty. I think he's good. He's from Chicago. He's from St. Rita's, which is a private school. Uh, he's from the Chris Saylor kicking camp. A real interesting story for those that don't know. I think this will probably interests most listeners. Uh, look, when Alabama's uh, signing a kicker, uh, first and foremost, if there's a freak out there, there's a freak. But most of the time, there's not. Uh, when there's not a freak, uh, that, that we have a relationship with or can make a relationship with. When there's not a freak, what we do is we invite six, eight, ten guys that we identify as these kids may be good enough to kick here. They, they, they look really good based on what we know. We invite six, eight, ten of them, and they come to a kicking camp at Alabama on our practice field, and they snap the ball, and they got to make the kicks to get, a, get an offer with Nick Saban staring right at them. They put as much pressure on them as they possibly can. Why? Because there's a lot of pressure on kickers. They want to, okay, who's going to respond to you are kicking for a scholarship offer to the University of Alabama with Nick Saban staying three feet from you and the special teams coach. And it all comes down to this. It's really smart if you ask me about how Alabama does it. And that's what Alabama did. They had several kickers there. And uh, of all the kickers that were there, the one that impressed them the most in terms of this uh, highly stressful situation was uh, Connor Talty. So, uh, after proving himself at camp, they had offered one other kicker, by the way. They had offered a kicker uh, who, who just chose Georgia over Alabama, to be honest, a kicker from, I think, Lafayette, Louisiana. He just chose he would, he would chose a scholarship offer from Georgia over the offer from Alabama. Talty was our second choice. Uh, that doesn't mean that Talty won't be better than the kid that goes to Georgia. We've all seen this that, that movie a thousand times. Jimmy, let's tell everybody about Built Bar right now. Look, if you're out there just kicking footballs all over the place, you're going to get tired. There's no doubt about it. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, you want a Built Bar. You got to go try them. They're absolutely delicious. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, like me, like I said, but you don't want to compromise on taste and you want a Built Bar or you want a Built Puff, those are also good. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't believe they're good for you. You just won't believe it. You'll, you'll call Built Bar and be like, I need evidence. And they'll say, sure, it's right there on the bar. And then you'll go, oh, my God, I didn't even need to call you. That's how easy this is. 
uh, you will waste a phone call finding out how good these things are for you. That made no sense. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, they're covered 100% dark chocolate. Not that screwing around chocolate. I'm talking about 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, not messing around. Uh, I don't know how they do it, but they do it. They make it work. You can get them at Sam's Club. You can get them at Walmart. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them at Lifetime Fitness. You can get them at Built.com. You can also just go to Built.com. Like I said, just put your order in and you will love these things. I'm telling you, they're, they're fantastic. So go to Built.com or go to Amazon, go to Walmart, go to Lifetime Fitness, go to Sam's Club, go get you a Built Bar. And then in the comments say, God, I love these things. Luke, you did me right. Jimmy, we will keep talking countdown as the uh, week continues and progresses. Um, I'm actually going to Athens, Georgia tomorrow, by the way. Just FYI, is there anything I should do while I'm up there? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The music. I, I would I would want to go to their strip or whatever it is they call it and go to a couple of college bars where, where REM played just to walk in there and enjoy the ghosts. No, uh, I was hoping that you'd say something like kneecap. They're one of their quarterbacks or something. Feel <laughs> free. I'm not going to stop you, but I'm not going to saying, I guess. I'm not, I don't want to be involved in the conspiracy. I don't want to get. I don't want to catch a conspiracy charge. So you do what you want. I got nothing to do with it. But do what you want. Uh, the one thing about I hear you. Uh, the that hey, I'm going to shock you. You know, I'm putting all these guys at the end that are redshirting. A couple mm -hmm. of my projected redshirts may uh, upset and disappoint people, but I'm just calling it like I see it. So. That's going to be interesting on the countdown. I think some of these red shirts are pretty like obvious. Uh, some of the guys I project a red shirt may not be obvious, and people will be upset their ranks so low. So I'm looking forward to upsetting all of y'all. Jimmy, upsetting people is where you are a Viking, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Come to being a lawyer. It's all those years as a lawyer. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about this, Jimmy. First of all, Alabama offered a kid from Idaho a wide receiver named Gatlin Blair. Yeah, yeah real interesting. Yeah, um, check okay, look, I'm going to find his picture and put it up while you going around on him. So just hang on, though, because I, I looked it up, and, like, he's got a hell of an offer list, and his speed is almost enough to get him in the Justice League. Yeah, he has uh, Olympic 100-meter track speed. I mean, he has Olympic – well – I'm not gonna say he's got Olympic hundred meter track speed, but he's in the ballpark. He he would be. Perhaps. You just said he has a hundred. You just said he has Olympic level track speed. And uh, then you said, I'm not far. gonna say that. It's going too far. It's going too far. But it's close. It's close. And I, I don't really even. I assume Olympic track speed like nine nine or or, or or right at ten flat. This kid routinely runs a ten two. That is like faster than Henry Ruggs faster than Malik Benson, faster than Isaiah Bond. He's faster than all of those people. And he's from Idaho. Uh, he's also Caucasian. We'll throw that in there. We'll throw that in there because that's like you've that's that's rare uh, in terms of like being an elite sprinter. Uh, he has an impressive offer list. Alabama joined it this week. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, and, and this could be a whole show that we talk, you know, speed is huge it's probably the most important trait you can have as a wide receiver uh or, or the most important tool in your box guys that can run and this guy he would be the fastest player uh that plays on our football team the day he showed up uh if, if we signed him and i know that he is going to be a fan favorite in recruiting when everyone 
really understands uh, who he is and his story and, and, and sees him run. I saw him run a 100-meter race in Idaho, and he had crossed the finish line. Others were at the 60-meter mark. I mean, that's how he just absolutely, yeah, that, that guy, it might be, well, I say might be, almost certainly the fastest high school athlete in the United States. Well, there, I just wanted to put proof up of, of, of his Caucasian-ness in case people were wondering. <laughs> because, yeah, when I say 10, I think his fastest 100-meter time, Luke, is like a 10-1-8 or a 10-1-7, which is just – That's bananas. It's bananas fast. I mean, but here's – Potatoes fast. But here's the thing. You know, you know what we were talking about last summer, who the fastest wide receiver on our team was? Tyler Harrell. How much, how much of a difference did that make? Uh, if I tell you that uh, – I, I bought this up on the message board. Look, uh, I think five wide receivers were drafted in the first round. I can't name them all off the top of my head. Jackson Smith and Jigbug, you know, Quentin Johnson. Uh, I, 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 you know, heck, I, I forget all, all five receivers that went in the first round. Uh, certainly in those first round wide receivers, right, one of them must have been the fastest guy in the 40 at the combine. No, 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 not at all. The fastest guy in the 40 – at the combine this year, wide receiver is a wide receiver from Nebraska named Trey Palmer. Okay, he was the fastest guy. He went 191st, you know, in the draft. So I use all that. It's huge, but because we've had some exceptionally fast receivers who ended up being really good players, like Rugs, like 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 uh, Smitty, like uh, Waddle, insanely fast, great players. Speed speed alone just isn't enough. There's more to playing football than just being comic book fast. So so, and, so, I say all that to say as good as this kid is, and even with that 40 meter, 100 meter time, that 40 time he's got, he's going to have to come to camp at Alabama. If he, wants to, if, if, if he wants to play football for Alabama, he's going to have to come to our camp and, and prove that he's a good player. Yeah, and it's, I think I said Blair earlier, but and I bet you that's a very common mistake because his name is Gatlin Bayer, B-A-I-R. And I bet you everybody just assumes it's Blair and he just left out the L or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's it's Gatlin Bear. He's 6'2", 180. So, I mean, you, you mentioned uh, Waddle. I mean, you know who he reminds me of? He, first of all, his offer list is Boise State. I mean, now apparently he has committable offers to these places. Boise State, Michigan, Nebraska, Oregon, TCU. Okay. That's his final, huh? final five. He's got more offers. That's his final five right now. Well, but that'll change. Well, so there's not a, that's his top changing. five, not his final five. Right, right. That's his top five right now. But he is becoming a bigger deal on the national recruiting scene. So I've already bet that he ends up going someplace that's not on his top five list. Now I'm not saying it's Alabama. Again, he's he I don't even know that he's coming to camp at Alabama this yeah. summer yet. He'd be Honestly, it'd be kind of silly for him not to, even if he doesn't really want to go to Alabama. That's where you go and you can make a name for yourself and then explode on the scene. And kids ought to pay more attention to that now more than ever to increase their brand awareness for their NIL marketing stuff. So, yeah, it makes sense. If um, Now, let me ask this, Jimmy. So if he were to come to camp, Alabama can't pay for any of that, right? He, that's on his own dime. Correct. Coming to camp is an unofficial okay. visit, yes. Okay. Um, anyway, to go to camp. Here's the other thing, and, and this this blows my mind. He's got to be the highest ranked kid out of Idaho ever. I mean, he right now on twenty four seven, he's ranked number forty in the country. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't even notice him before. I, I mean, I, I was probably well, just Alabama, 
Alabama didn't offer him till two days ago. Right. But I'm just saying, like, it didn't even pop out to me, like, oh, there's somebody from Idaho. I, I would, I, I'm going to try my best to find out the, 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 uh, highest ranked dude in Idaho history. I mean, he's got to be in the discussion because it, right. I can name one other high school football player from Idaho. And this name will surprise you. Nikki six, the base <laughs> player from Molly crew. He's from Idaho. <laughs> he grew up in Idaho with his grandparents and he did play high school football. So oh, this God. guy has now squeezed out Nikki Six as the uh, best high school football player in uh, Idaho history. Breaking, okay. breaking news. All right. First of all, now, according to Ainsworth Sports, whatever the heck that is, I just Googled highest ranked high school football players from Idaho. Here, the, the highest ranked player from Idaho ever is a guy named Larry Wilson, who um, from 1960. He was ranked number 135. Now, I call BS on this because I don't know that anybody was ranking folks back then. But Jordan mm -hmm. Gross, and I, that uh, name is vaguely familiar. That's familiar. That's a, he's an offensive lineman? Yeah. From 2003, his overall rank was 1,056, apparently. I'm looking at – Did he play in the NFL? Yeah. Jordan Gross was a lineman. Did he play at um, Utah? I don't know, but all, when you said Jordan Gross, I'm like, that's an offensive lineman. So I, I, I somehow know that name. I'm sure several of our listeners are like, these guys are morons. He played for the Packers in 1988 or whatever. Uh, so somebody's going to know a lot more than us on that. But but as soon as you said the name, I'm like, yeah, that's a guy that played in the NFL. He, he played for the Panthers. He did play Panthers. for the Panthers. Um, He that's did play at Utah. I, yeah, You're right. He's from – He's not from Tampa, Idaho. He's from Nampa, Idaho, which is the laziest city name there ever was. They're like, well, we've already got a Tampa. So what are yeah. we going to do? That's Nampa. <laughs> um, There's already a Tampa. Come on. Somebody come up with something else. And then the next one that um, would even be in the area code of recent would be Leighton Vander Esch, who also oh, yeah. was an NFL He's player. Big time player. He was pretty good. And he was from 2018. Um, but he was ranked nationally 3,835, which that I didn't know people went there. That's so, hard to believe. He was a superstar at Boise and is now a very good NFL player for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Well, listen, my point is that if, if AinsworthSports.com is correct, he would not only be the highest-ranked player in Idaho history, he'd be the highest-ranked player in Idaho history by 95 spots. In other words, he raced Nikki Six, and the distance with which he beat Nikki Six in the 100 meters, that's the distance in which he's the best player in Idaho history. All right. Now, I've also now found Stacker.com. Uh, Austin Bolt was uh, – oh, no, I'm like making me nervous. Huh? I, I, some of those websites have made me nervous. I mean, you say stacker.com. I'm not sure what you're going to find. Okay. The highest ranked player, according to stacker.com, yeah, from the last 20 years in Idaho was Jacob Bauer. Um, he was a three-star from Meridian, Idaho. And I have no idea where he went. I, I um, it, He went to BYU. Um and boy, I mean, there are no names on this thing that I recognize. No, I mean, I'm going Vander Esch should be on it, but I don't see him. Apparently, he wouldn't. Taysom Hill is actually from Idaho. 
That's interesting. Um, wow. Okay, that's that's a big. That's obviously BYU star. No, uh, no, no. Taysom Hill from Stanford. Is that a different Taysom Hill? It is. So it's not the same one. <laughs> there's a different Taysom Hill. Unless he transferred. This one says College Stanford um, in 2009. And Taysom Hill had has been hadn't been in the NFL since 2009, right? This is going to take some additional. I'm I'm now intrigued by the fact there could be. Did Taysom Hill transfer from Stanford? Maybe he to BYU? transferred. Well, he was BYU, right? Am I crazy? He did go to BYU. Yeah, I know that. Um, regardless, this is just interesting to me that we Alabama for the first time and to my knowledge ever could get a kid from Idaho, which would be super cool because Nick Saban has gotten somebody from just about everywhere else. So, yeah, I'm down with that. If he gets somebody from Idaho and Alaska, and I don't know if we've got anybody from Wyoming or any of the Dakotas or anything. But, anywho, let's take a break. It is super interesting. I just appreciate everyone for tuning in to uh, Locked On Luke Reading the Internet. (laughs) (laughs) This is what is called Zero Research Podcast. (laughs) Well, I did spring that on in in, in our our, uh, lengthy uh, pre-show meeting. About uh, let's talk about let's talk about the kid from uh let's talk about the kid from Idaho that Alabama offered. <laughs> and that's, no one's heard of that, and, and that's crazy. He's the fastest kid in the whole country. Very few Alabama fans have heard of him, mostly because we just started recruiting him just like a couple of days ago. Robert Bala, by the way, for those that want to know everything about our program, which includes us, and we're glad that you want to know everything. Robert Bala is uh, recruiting the West Coast for Alabama, and uh, Bala stopped by his high school and, and offered him. And, uh, boy, it's expensive to recruit that kid. He had to fly out of the middle of nowhere. He, he didn't offer too many others within the within that general area. Yes. That was an expensive offer. He had to fly out there, and, or, God forbid, he might have had to drive. Through All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about one other kid that may be flipping to Alabama from Georgia. And we're back. Uh, Peyton Woodyard from California is a defensive back, a safety uh, that's been committed to Georgia for quite some time now. I mean, I, some places have him uh, low five-star. Some places have him high four-star. Uh, very good player. But, uh, boy, Alabama is putting a full-court press on him to use a basketball term in a, in a football scenario. Yeah, uh, committed to Georgia, like Demarcus Riddick. Those are two Georgia commits that I think Alabama's got a great chance of flipping. Uh, I think they got a good chance of flipping Woodyard, even though he's a California kid. St. John Bosco, great program, uh, big-time kid. I love him. I, to me, he's a five-star. He is a five-star some services. I think this is a kid who's, whose profile is going to even rise from where he's at today. Uh, loves Alabama. As a matter of fact, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I, I, he may have even grown up here. There's some connection, but uh, he's an Alabama fan, and so is the dad. I mean, they, they, they love Alabama, and there's a good chance we have here. you got to get him back on campus again. He is committed. Georgia, a lot of kids are uh, – Georgia does not want to lose this guy. They're going to pull out the stops. Uh, this is a high-profile player for, for not a quarterback, but he would be a safety. Um, you know, Caleb Downs, uh, who Alabama signed last year, is a perfect safety prospect, and we see what impact Caleb Downs is already making of a projected day one starter as a true freshman. I don't think Peyton Woodyard, Woodyard is – you know, Caleb Downs, but I think he's the next best thing, <laughs> you know, which is pretty good. Uh, you know, when you say, well, he's not quite Caleb Downs, I think he's like really good. Um, very versatile safety too. Uh, some safeties are good in the box. Some are good in center field. Some are good cover guys. 
the reason Caleb Downs and a Peyton Woodyard are so great is because they're great at everything. They're, 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 not, a, they're not just a safety that you play situationally. They're out there for all three or four downs because there's nothing they can't do. Uh, again, he's from California, uh, but, but most of the schools that he's strongly considering are away from the Pac-12. Uh, he's obviously committed to Georgia, not scared to leave home. Uh, Peyton Woodyard is a name for all Alabama fans to keep an eye on. This is a very realistic uh, flip candidate. And I know another, a lot of people would like that. I almost muted myself, but I caught it right the last second. No, you I know that. a lot of people would like that. Um, can't have too no. many safeties, not in this it's, day and age. It's not Mute Monday. It's not Mute Monday. It's Talking Tuesday, baby. Um, all right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. Please do uh, check us out and subscribe anywhere that you can. We uh, at Locked On, the Locked On family is going to be a part of this XM Serious radio stuff now and so we're so thrilled about that i've had sirius xm since before they were a thing together back when it was just xm and then sirius came in there and they joined up and uh yeah they, they're great I've, I've always loved them so uh happy to be a part of that thank you guys for making that possible please check us out tomorrow we'll be back then and until then roll tide everybody roll tide